Welcome to a special edition of Fireside Chats with Blake. That's me, your host Blake Townsend. What makes this one so special, you ask? Well, it's because I am joined by an out-of-state comic who made his way to Ohio from Pennsylvania to do this podcast. And the open mic that I run every Monday, shameless self-promotion here. It is at the Polish Legion of American Veterans, Post 32, at 383 Dayton Street in Akron, Ohio, at 8 p.m. Now, he is here for his birthday, so don't be afraid to wish him happy birthday. This obviously is coming out after his birthday, but still do it for him. It's still nice. He won't be on our regular episode of Aggressively Average Podcast this week, but possibly he'll be on in the future if he can make his way out here again. If you enjoy the conversation me and him have, please look him up on Twitter and Instagram at Summers Comedy. We will provide links in the description, and he will be working on more content for you guys to look at every day, I'm sure. And without further ado, let's get the fire started and hop into the conversation. Welcome to the Aggressively Average Podcast. Really forced to stay. I get all my facts from my gut. Doesn't it look like anyone else is taking notes? I'm not allowed to go out and do what I want to do. I'm going postal. 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 This is a list of the people who ought to die. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Today I am joined by a very special guest, seeing as it is his birthday today. Uh, you guys aren't going to be hearing it on his birthday, but you can still wish him happy birthday in your heads if you want. Joe Allen Summers, uh, you can check him out. He was on Kill Tony episode 131. 131, 132, and I did, went to the other shows, but they can get drawn. Well, that's something we do have in common. Was yeah. that your first time that you went to a show you got drawn? Um, yeah, the first road show he did was the 131 in Pittsburgh. It was on a Black Friday. And I was never really a fan of the show. My my best friend, uh, he's a real big fan and everything. He's like, you got to do this. It's coming to Pittsburgh. You got to go. And I was like, I don't know. And he bought the tickets. And that's how that kind of started. I was never really into it. Uh, funny thing, getting to the uh, the show, we got there early and I went to sign up. And it was at the Arcade Theater in Pittsburgh. And it was actually locked. And I was waiting by the door. And uh, Tony came to the door. And he was trying to get in, and I was like, is this – he was all, like, makeup up. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm out of my league. These guys wear makeup around here and shit. I didn't know it was, like, the guy and stuff. So we left later, and that all happened. But it's a pretty long story with that. Well, uh, one thing I I want to know is uh, explain the whole hospital situation. All right. So we, uh, we go there. Like I said, we're locked out. Tony was there when we were. I didn't know it was him at the time. I didn't even know until like the end of the night when I actually met him, but I went in, I signed up on the list. Um, and then we had left. We were there so early we left and I joined my buddy Adam, uh, and his wife and my date. And I went over there to some Filipino joint. Like I knew, like I was surprised they even had like a domestic beer for me to drink. Um, and I was like, just trying to get my set down and make sure I had it. It was only a minute, but shit, I never really practice. And you got one minute, you want to nail it. So, um, I started getting like all nervous and, like I, I compared to like having an Eminem moment. I went to the bathroom, got in the mirror, like washed my face. And I was like, Oh geez. I was like, you got this, you got this. And I go up and then my date was like, I don't feel so good. Um, and she's like, take me to the bathroom. And she fainted. We got out of the chair. She fainted right 
right on the floor. And I'm like, oh, shit, this isn't good. She got up and then she fainted again. See, that was what I was confused about. Like, just when I was watching it, I didn't, I couldn't tell if it was you who fainted because the person off screen was, like, saying that someone fainted and stuff. And, well, the funny thing is the person interrupted was my buddy's wife. Like, my buddy didn't even stand up. He wasn't like, oh, no, he's at the hospital. His wife, who, like, is afraid of speaking in front of people kind of thing, she just jumps up and is like, no, this isn't supposed to go down like this. He's supposed to be here for this. So, yeah, that was pretty exciting. Uh, but, yeah, I know there was a lot of confusion about it. They mentioned something about uh, the pot brownie. I was the one that had the pot brownie, and I was paranoid about the other one. I had it in my pocket, and later I found it, and it was just like a bag of pudding in the pocket. I was like, I got you. I'm in the front of an ambulance. Like, what am I gonna do with this bag of pudding? Oh, dude, they don't even pot care. brownie. Oh, I was pretty high though too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you made no bones about saying that. Um, <laughs> you yeah. said you didn't even have enough to make it home. Yeah, well, yeah, that set went pretty good. Um, yeah, I didn't. I couldn't really hear most of it. Obviously, just audio issues, and I. I was I couldn't believe the phone even rang. I was like literally outside the X-ray room, and I, like they're like no phones in a hospital. I was like shit. My friend's calling. I picked up. I didn't care. I was mad. Yeah, no one listens to that rule. See right. people on cell phones all the time at hospitals standing right next to a sign that says turn your cell phone. And the person on the other side of them is like holding their pacemakers like going down. Or, so that was the first time you went up, and you've gone up how many times? Um, when I went there for that, they uh they called me back at the end of the show to to see what was going on and uh because somebody kind of interrupted tony at the end of the show and asked him like who gets the five minutes or whatever because somebody would get a five minute set the best one minute and he immediately was like is joe summers here like i was like shit well and it's not like i did better than anybody else but the 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 element of me not being yeah, there no, and did. all of that yeah, i'm not trying and, to like tear you down when i say this but like you're right. That totally added it. Oh, it was awesome. And and the girl that I was with, um, I told her, I says, we got to go down there. I says, but I know like his role is to like roast the shit out of people. I said, and if he comes after you, we'll leave, but we got to go down there. Like I, I, I owe it to you. Like, so she go, we go down and I, um, they were like, Oh, do you want to go in the green room? I'm like, Are, like, is that cool? I'm like, fuck, I'll kill it in the green room. Yeah. I want to go to the green room. And then they introduced me to him. And, uh, I guess Tony's not, far from the area that's why he came back for like thanksgiving and did mm-hmm. those shows or whatever yeah, he's from Youngstown. so his uh his mom and two friends were there it kind of looked like the golden girls or something like that. they were all there like that up and stuff and it was cool and he was like oh and he's like introduced me to his mom and stuff just because like it fits that missing element of the the whole show like oh this is the guy that was at the hospital and stuff and i was like oh cool and well then like the the ladies his mom and friends stepped back and they looked right at my date and I'm like, well, you could have, like, cut off the hospital bracelet or something. You know, like, you're drawing attention to yourself at this point. But I was like, she got all weird about it. So I was like, all right, let's go. Let's get out of here. So I ended up skipping out on the whole green room experience. I was, I was lucky to get down there anyway. But yeah. come to find out. I would not have done that. I'd have been like, you get over this. <laughs> it, well, the worst part was is she passed out from stealing my medications and shit. So we found that out later. So, so yeah. No, that was just Yeah, that. she's a real winner. Yeah, so that was she was offended because it's true. Right. Well, yeah, and I think like I like I that's how, the most disappointing part was I didn't get the road head I wanted on the way home. Is that yeah. too much for the podcast? No, okay. anything goes for this motherfucker. Alright, alright, this motherfucker's gonna hear it then. <laughs> I don't know, I'm lit. Yeah, that was wild. I got pulled over on the way to that podcast because I didn't have my fucking headlights on. I was driving, they pulled me over for that. He's like, Is your seatbelt buckled? I was like, Yeah, behind my back, because the tether was all messed up. It was my mom's car, the Civic. <sighs> Almost died in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> That'll so, happen. It will. So you were at my first showing. Yeah. The Kill Tony show. It's the only one I've been to, but I was the first person to sign up. I got there fucking early as hell. And I was the one who was like, 
Is there a sign-up sheet? Like, we need What's going on? Yeah, where's it at? Like, like I don't You know. weren't at both Cleveland and Pittsburgh? You were just at the Cleveland? No, one? I didn't. I, I was just at the Cleveland one. I thought about going to the Pittsburgh one, but I didn't want to drive two and a half hours to not, to not get up and then turn around and have to come right back. Because if I would stay in Pittsburgh any other time, like mm-hmm. me and my friends would just go have a night of it. Man, the Pittsburgh one, we my buddy bought tickets for both. He's like, let's go. He knew he'd go to the Pittsburgh one with me, but he was going to the Steelers game the next day. So I was going to have to go to Cleveland by myself. I'm like, whatever, let's go. So we go down to Pittsburgh, and I didn't get my name on the list. I got We got there late. His fucking Tesla wouldn't recognize a parallel parking spot. But I wrote my name on a paper like, well, if I get in there and I can like – hand it off as it's going on to stage or something like that. I'm ready, you know? And nothing was ready. The show was like kind of going on. But then there's the the drummer guy. I guess if there's a drum-off challenge, yeah, that whole thing, right? The Mexican drum-off. Yeah, so he leaves the stage. And I'm like, shit, here's my chance. I got the freaking, my name, right? So I follow him and he goes up on this balcony and he goes in this room. And I'm like, I'm waiting here. Fuck it. I got nothing else. For, I'm, you know, I'm sitting here. I got my name ready. He comes out. Of the upper, and you know, if you guys watch the podcast, you'll see it. I'm not on it, but still validates. He comes out of the room with a, two dildos. He's got one on his waist and one on his forehead. Purple dildo. And he's going all around the balcony. Who's got a drink? Who's got a drink? Who's got a drink? I'm like, I would do anything to have whatever he wanted to drink right now. Because that's would get me in. And uh, he comes over to, like, the steps, and I try to, like, interrupt him and give him the thing. And he's like, I got to do this. But when he went, I got to do this, went by me. His dildo forehead chattered my forehead because it was loud. You know, I had to get close enough to try to talk to him. So it like touched my forehead. I'm like, oh man, the price you pay <laughs> to like try to try to get get in the door with it. Well, don't worry. I doubt it's it's been anywhere too obscene. I don't think Joel's into that. Well, the the cool thing was is after he came off the stage and did the whole drum off thing, um, I had already gotten some cash ready. I like I was broke, you know, but my friend had money, and and I was like, yo, give me some cash. And he, without question, he just hands me cash. So then dude comes off the stage and I'm like, what do you want? I'll get whatever you want to drink. And he pauses and he was just like, I can't get your name in the bucket. He goes, we got rules, man. He wouldn't. And it was pretty cool for him to not be douchey. Like, yeah, like get me a drink. And then just like, fuck your ticket thing or, or go up and roast me with him. Like this motherfucker, fuck him or it's something, you know? So it was pretty cool. Come to find out. I think that was his birthday. In Pittsburgh that night. And the fucked up thing is, I was so mad. I told my buddies to just take me home. Well, my buddy's from Pittsburgh. His brother works at uh, the one brewery place. Jeez, uh, I can't think of the name of it. Not important. Anyway, yeah, I don't want to endorse anything. It's not there. But they went there and posted on Instagram. They celebrated with my buddy's brother. Because he's like a head chef down there on his birthday on Instagram. I'm like, damn it, we should have went down there. So Now, I got a question. Since you've been to a couple of live shows, did it not feel like that uh, Cleveland show, they were just kind of out of energy? Um, it just felt like a little lackluster on there. Well, okay. Similar to when I went to the, the one that I was on the phone. You know, I wasn't there. I watched it. I did catch Tony's set and half of the set of who was on before him. But then when we went... When I was there, I found out there was one in Youngstown, and me and my buddy went to that one, and that was at the end of their weekend, and yeah. they definitely were dragging ass for that one. Yeah. It was um, – I don't I don't think that venue – I think the venue they had in Pittsburgh was just way awesome compared to the venue they had uh, in Cleveland. In Cleveland. Yeah, it just loose, so. it just there was you know they I don't think they had nearly as many people but there was a, like they were spaced out a lot and it, I don't know being up high like that yeah I I I happened to just be listening to the podcast where they announced that they were selling tickets for Cleveland for the first time okay and it was about 
when I heard that in the middle of, like, in the podcast when they said it, I looked at it, it was 9.55, and the tickets went on sale at 10, and I'm like, well, I'm buying them. Right, yeah. I mean, and I, uh, I'm kind of upset that I got front row, because how high that stage was, Yeah. and front row was literally six inches away from they it. They so. pressed it in there. So, I mean, it was still cool to be I that was close. At, I was at standing room only, and I, I found a pretty good table. To, to I, I was the first person in line. The next person in line had the standing room only ticket, but I had bought two tickets, and the person I was supposed to go with me lost their phone, apparently. Like, wasn't able to get a hold of me to tell me. No, they did lose their phone. They had other ways they could have gotten a hold of me, but doesn't matter. People he, freak when they lose their phone, though. Yeah, like. He flaked. Like, he just didn't show up, so I was like, hey, man, what kind of ticket you got? He's like, standing room only. I'm like, you want a front row seat? Right. So he got a free front row seat. You got a couple free beers? No, I, like, <laughs> I mean, I got a free beer to jug on stage. Like, oh, that's right. I remember that. Whose money? Was it your money they put in your belly button? Oh, they put everyone's money. <laughs> I remember I was like, it was so entertaining, but there was also the part of me that just like, oh, this is taking forever. He's eating up everybody's time because that's what we experienced at the, the Youngstown one. Well, I, I was, I'm a little, like, I, I get that the act was funny, but mm-hmm. I was upset that it took so long. Because my interview was nothing. Like, I didn't get to talk. Yeah, yeah, that's... I I remember when I went to the second one, they had taken so long on the first couple people. You know, like, they just wouldn't get it moving. (laughs) You got lucky. I mean, if anyone else who got on that show got lucky after me, because there was a lot of people, or at least a couple of girls, so they're just basically like, yeah, you can get off the stage as quickly as possible. Yeah, he just... Yeah, he they tried to catch up on time. You know, they start to look at the... I mean, he also wasn't happy, like... Until the, the end. ones that, well, Until the, the end. That old, those that chicks all signed lady. up. They weren't even like comics or whatever. Yeah. They're like, I don't do I just work here. I mean, it's cool. That's kind of the point is you could just try it, but they... They weren't even yeah. trying. They weren't like respecting the The one was literally just like... Mocking it. Yeah, she came up there with the intent of wasting time. Yeah, and they're like, no, no, no. He, I, it was pretty cool to watch him identify because, like, I think everybody got that bad taste in their mouth when it was happening, and they're like, he better do something about this. And then he did something. Like, he was like, no, nah, we're not doing this shit. And I, that was pretty cool. Oh. He's a host of a show. He's been doing it a while. Well, I mean, how? Who's gonna say like that'd be like me coming in here? My buddy and I were talking the way up here on the phone, and he goes, uh, he was, just, he was, you know, it'd be funny. He's like, go on, go on the podcast and just talk about like how you want to start a podcast the whole time. I'm like, that's hilarious. Like, just to be like, oh, this. Is as equipment what, what, do you, what can you replace that's here because I, I have nothing yet no <laughs> honestly you could have done that and i would have helped you yeah like, uh, yeah i'm not technical like that rather but no like that's a, anytime someone wants to do any type of endeavor yeah i'm all down for whatever help i can lend i'm learning all this on the fly right like i'm editing it all i'm trying to learn how to promote socially edit pictures now how long have you been doing comedy not long yourself right no i started uh July 29th of last year. So oh, that's slick. That's slick. A little over a year. Nice. Uh, I don't count five months of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I get COVID. It. Yeah, I get it. Nah, probably like three months. There's, but, yeah, there's. But just because I couldn't get on stage and honestly, COVID taking comedy away from me was probably the best thing for me because I wasn't going up. Like I was going two to three times a month, mm-hmm. you know, fitting in mics. Yeah. Oh, Once I'm, it got taken from you. Yeah. yeah I, I get like, it. Okay. When it comes back, I'm. I'm going in on yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. And I started podcasting to kind of like help with the not having stand up. Yeah, no, it, it keeps you thinking. And plus just uh, oh, that networking of it and everything, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've invited tons of people on the podcast, getting their points of view on comedy and everything. It's all experience. You are breaking my podcast cherry oh, right that, now. I mean, I was that. on the Tony podcast, but that's not the same. That's, yeah, you know, you get drawn out of a bucket and. 
I mean, but yeah, this, this is uh, the birthday cherry there. I don't know. Yeah, I've actually uh, taken quite a few podcasting cherries. There you go. Nice. Um, yeah, you do have to like sign the wall on the way out. Or something. <laughs> well, it's because I don't take any real cherries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very decorated cherry collection. Yeah. yeah. So if you had done, if you'd come in here and been like, "Oh, what kind of mics?" I'd be like, uh, "I got four mics here," like because I've been through USB mics, uh, XLR, like con- uh, non condenser mics. I don't yeah. know what. The- they're actually called, and then I bought these recently from a uh, stand-up comic who also does like music. Oh, okay, and he cool. suggested these as like yeah. The there's ones. a there's a guy back home that's in the music stuff, and he's always like, "This is the equipment you want. This is what you don't want." And I'm like, "Okay, so basically, I can't afford the equipment I want. I get it. Thanks." <laughs> yeah, because I'm on a payment plan. Otherwise, I wouldn't have bought them. But now, is that why they're chained down? No. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I do not have value for anything. That's kind mm-hmm. of kind of one of my problems is I don't put like monetary value on anything i don't give a shit right like yeah yeah, that's good yeah i mean it's good but it's also bad because like i'll be out to eat and i'll be like i'll get you your next two rounds i don't give a shit and for like six people and i get the bill i'm like well i signed up for this yeah like oh this is see i lack commitment like that virgo naturally you know so (laughs) yeah i'm not a huge huge guy into like astrology or anything oh i'm not at all but people are always like you're such a leo i'm like how the no, fuck? that's exactly it. I that's why I'm like, oh, Virgo, see, you're like, I'm not into that. You're like, I don't want my podcast going that direction. I don't. No, have, I don't. No, care. no, I'm just, I'm just. Saying, but no, here's the thing with that. I was like, I didn't even realize this shit until I started like dating these girls. They're like, I'm an Aries. I'm savage. I'm like, no, so you're a fucking bitch. You're not <laughs> savage. You're a bitch. And I'm like, I wonder if I look back at all my dating history if they were all Aries chicks. Like, I never, I don't know. But then I'm like, wait. And I was like, let me look myself up. I'm like, oh, lacks commitment, indecisive. Fuck, I'm hiding behind that, too. Shit, I'm a Virgo, motherfuckers. I'm be late. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't care that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just here yeah. for the ride. See, I always use the joke, uh, Leo the Lion, obviously, you're supposed to be courageous. Like, that's one of the hallmarks of a Leo. And I'm like, clearly, that this Austral- Aust- astrology shit's bullshit, because I have no courage. <laughs> oh, okay, so you know how, like, in the grocery market, they would have those scrolls? up on the top shelf by all the, the inquirers. And, yeah. Right. And it was just a horoscope thing. I was a kid. I didn't know. Right. But I grew up in a bar and I knew what a whore was. Right. And I'm like, oh. I thought you would like look through them and it would tell you like what girls like did. I don't know. Like it's some weird like back of the comic like, like book a, thing you can buy. Uh, yeah. Some weird like, I don't know, like it was a fucking uh, kaleidoscope to get you some pussy or something. Like, oh, she's. And then the different colors would be like the cup she carried at the parties. Like, oh, he, she's down with Ale. She's down with couples. And like, I don't know what the colors are. I was, I was short. I just seen up and was like, I don't know. My mom just grabbed the National Enquirer. She didn't, she wasn't into that stuff. So I was like, what is that? I didn't want to ask because I, I know what a whore was. I'm, like, I'm not talking about this with my mom. Uh, totally separate subject, but kind of the same vein. Uh, my mom had scrolls up in her closet when we were growing up, just up in her closet. And I pulled them down one day and they were copies of the U.S. Constitution. But I was convinced because I was so little that it was we had the Constitution in our house. Oh, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, how did we get these? Like, <laughs> like what? How important were? What we are we gonna do if Nicholas Cage wants these? Like, <laughs> is he just gonna come do some tactical shit and take them? I don't know. Yeah, I was totally convinced that we had the real Constitution, and I was like, these are in surprisingly good condition. <laughs> like, oh shit! I bent the corner. Oh shit! Oh, that's. I also good. got in trouble because uh. My mom's not religious at all. Okay. She even once told me, when, you know, old school style, you turn off the Sega and then Channel 3 would be playing. 
You ever do that with your old TVs, have a game system plugged in? Okay. But it doesn't, like, you know, there's different inputs now, so yeah. you're not on, like, regular TV is a separate thing. Back in the day, plug it in, it channel, comes right on. channel 3, it had to be on channel 3, and that's what, was, that's what channel played your game. Turn off the Sega, channel 3 starts playing. And it was uh, Ernest Angley. Okay. That old, like, uh, slap you in the head type of dude. Yeah. Like, priest. And he was, we had it up loud because we were playing a game, and he's just screaming, you know, his sermon. And my mom yelled, the only one preaching in this house is me. Turn that shit off. Jeez. <laughs> Love it. So, so totally not religious at all. But she gave me a copy of the Bible, like, you know, like a little, like, junior copy of the Bible. And inside of it, it said, my name is, and left a line. So I wrote Blake and Cran. Didn't know, apparently, you're not supposed to desecrate the Bible and write your name in it. And my mom flipped. I was like, it has a line. I wanted, it's my Bible. I wanted to claim ownership. Like, <laughs> possession's nine-tenths of the law, right? And when I see a Did she plan on taking it back? Or, like, how many other people has she given that same Bible to? I don't know. Apparently, she just wanted me to respect something that she had no respect for. Maybe that's where <laughs> this all started. It was, ah, it's just monetary. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's probably tons of reason. I'm pretty sure it's self-diagnosed. I'm pretty sure I have ADD, so I just lose focus on what I'm doing. So like, I don't. I've spent my whole life not caring about shit because I constantly forget shit. That well, that we're not disappointed. You're like, I just lower my, I just adjust my expectations around my capabilities. Oh, exactly, that's perfect. I never like, I lose my. I want to write that down. <laughs> I lose my phone all the time. Like, I it's ended up in Michigan and found its way back to me. Like you said, people freak out when they lose their phone. I've had someone go, you didn't actually lose your phone tonight, did you? I was like, yeah. It's like, there's no way. I was like, why not? Because we're still out to eat, and you're just kind of chill with it. And I'm like, yeah. Well, I can't eat my phone. Like, yeah, I'm hungry. If if you're not going to do anything to make it come up, I always tell people when they're looking for something, it's like a default. I'm like, it'll be the last place you look. Like, that's just, you know, it's always the last place you look. Dude, I, I saw a TV show or something where it was like, Bet you it was the last place you looked, wasn't it? It was like, nope, kept searching for it after I found it, jackass. It's still in your hand, yeah. Damn it. Oh, I, I do that all the time. Like, I'll be on my phone looking for where the fuck my phone is. I'm like, hold on, I gotta find my phone. Oh, shit. And then when my phone ended up in Michigan, I was in a room with my friend, and all of a sudden, like, he looks at his phone, and he's like, Blake, why are you calling me? I'm like, I'm not, jackass. I lost my phone. Pick it up. Answer it. You better answer the you blew it! Yeah. <laughs> we had one chance. It, it ended up in Michigan that time. And What uh, if he answered it, but he answered it like he was answering, like, your call? Like, what's up, motherfucker? Like, or, I don't know how you and your friend, your terms of endearments could be all weird, you know? Oh, I'm, I'm a huge, like, if I if you're an acquaintance, I'll be like, hey, what's up? But if I consider you a friend and we, like, have... It's the most belittling oh, intro yeah, like, what's ever. up, you piece of shit? You fucking garbage ass. I thought you'd be dead by now. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. No, yeah, I learned that when I was at YSU going there for college. I'd be walking by and be like, hey, hey. Oh, you ugly piece of shit. That's like, how I know you like me. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's, so that's what I do. All right. If you didn't talk shit to me, I then I know you don't like me. Well, no, people talk shit to my face all the time. I'm like, oh, it's mostly good. Like, we don't like you, too. I'm like, shit. Like, it's weird. I'm a not likable person. I've noticed that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I also like everyone. There's, there you go. Uh, I honed in on that. <laughs> there, there's maybe, like, two people in this world I don't like, and it's for completely, like, superficial reasons, not because of them as a person. Like, I can't stand uh, Matt Barnes, the 
former NBA player. Okay. Not nothing because of him as a person. Yeah. Only because my cousin was amazingly good with him on NBA two K. Oh. And would always like. It's so funny. He's like, he's like a middling. He's a above average player, but not great. Yeah. But he would just routinely with Matt Barnes drop forty on me, and I'm oh. like, he's not this fucking good. God damn it, piece of shit. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, I, I, I've even like become some of my favorite players in football happen because of video games. It's like I translate to re- that to real life because it's like, well, I, they're good on the video game, so I must like them in real life. I was just thinking recently with the with the players, and you know, you have favorite players and, and whatever, and then now players are gonna be forced to play like with no crowds. And I'm picturing the NFL. I'm like, who? What players does that affect the most? Probably the the, the showboaters. Like, think about it. This guy's not doing some stupid dance. So wide receivers. Yeah, <laughs> safeties. You know those guys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're wide, wide receivers probably. Maybe I mean, running backs. Like, I was never a big fan of Jerome Bennis. Yeah, I, I had to respect him because he was a fat dude running the ball. Right. You're like, yeah. But but I just I just didn't like, like, when he would do the do that, like, pump and run. It's like, dude, you got three and a half yards. Like, you basically fell forward. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Hey, man, fat guy's got to show off. Right? But it's like, he got all that extra energy then? Like, damn. For, like, he did it just as much of the chug-a-lug and showing off as he did the chug-a-lug and running, is all I'm saying. Double them yards. I mean, I play basketball, and obviously, you can tell I don't have a basketball body. Yeah. By any. You, you can hit the half-court shot once in a while. They yeah. put you in for it. Yeah, I, I, I was a three-point shooter. Not because I was a good shooter, but because I don't belong down low. <laughs> You're like, I don't go to the hole. I don't. Like, I sucked at driving. I was actually an unnaturally good rebounder for my height. So okay. It's just because I went after every single rebound. Uh-huh. Playing rec league basketball, everyone's just waiting for the ball to come to them. So I would go steal the ball. If I blocked a shot, even if it was like lightly grazed my fingertips and the ball happened to just miss by an inch, you bet your ass the whole gym knew. <laughs> Everybody knew, yeah. You're like, I got it, I got that. Oh, yeah. Not in my house. <sighs> all stretched out, pulled ligaments in your shoulder. Right. Because I don't have much of a vertical, so anytime I blocked it, it would be as they were going up, and I could tell I affected the shot. Or sometimes, like I would block it, like smack it down behind them as they're going up for the shot, like just perfect timing. Right out of their hands. And I, God, when I got those kinds of blocks, <laughs> gosh, I feel like I'd like hit somebody in the face. I'm not bad. I don't play basketball. I'm not, I don't play many sports. I don't know. I played paintball growing up a little bit. Did you ever do any airsoft? Um, yeah, <laughs> we used to uh, build a pretty dramatic Halloween display where I would I would literally get about 200 skids from shops and do too high, build a canopy. I did a peaked roof so the water didn't puddle up and I'd wrap it with a tarp and fill it with fog and then the one year I'm like man this is pretty cool guys I was like let's all go in here with our airsoft guns right well we went in and I fogged it up you couldn't even see like two feet in front of you and now we're in there and the one kid brought like a CO2 powered one I heard oh, I heard whap whap ow I had a couple trap doors and nobody knew because it's my mage you know what I mean so I snuck out hung out in the porta potty just listened to shoot each other up till they were done and I was like yeah I don't want to do this yeah I did airsoft where I was using like a rental gun, okay. and other people were using fucking CO two powered, like yeah. looking like Rambo out here. And dude, those were painful. Yeah. The, um, oh my god. I've watched some of the videos of them guys doing them like headshots with the scopes and stuff. It's just I'm like, that's what if I can't spend the money and have that exact gun, I don't want to do it. Like, I, it's, and I, I went in there uh, wearing jeans because my cousin asked me if I wanted to go. Huh? They put holes in it? No, I put a hole in it. 
because I have something in me to where I'm like, all right, you don't want to rip your pants, just take it easy, don't do anything, you know, aggressive. But then the second any type of sporting event kicks in, like, my competitive instinct just goes haywire. Like, I fucking, I dove, like, I ran around, saw that there was four people in, like, a little room around the corner because I could see a window. Yeah. So, like, I ran past that window real quick, and they were all shooting the other way. So I dove around the wall and fucking, like, took out three of them while laying on the ground, got up, went to another room, took out two more people. I looked down and both my knees had just been ripped open. Oh, yeah. That's from, when I played paintball, it was like you had to get new pants all the time. I was always one of them front guys diving around and shit because my vision was bad, so I got closer to them. <laughs> and uh, even one of the like moderators, because there's like two people that stay there to make sure people are following the rules and shit. Yeah, okay. Uh, the one dude was like, dude, this guy's taking it serious. Right. Like, he had a team wipe where he dove on the ground and everything. And I always just say, they don't like, call them refs. They call them moderators. I don't fucking know. They might be refs. Uh, I don't. I don't airsoft a lot. Okay. Yeah. I, I <laughs> moderators just sounds cooler in my mind. But anyway, you're trying to moderate the way you were playing airsoft. <laughs> hey, it still works. There you go. But yeah, I, uh, I I can't turn off my competitive instincts. Like I'll I'll be playing basketball in jeans and be like, okay, you gotta gotta go slow. But then the second I'm like, oh, I can steal that ball. My mind goes blank and I just Gosh, go for it. that's not, that can't be good for being a big guy though. Does it catch up with you? I mean, I've definitely gotten injured I, a lot. I'm, <laughs> I'm out of shape. Like I get around, I got a good metabolism, but I don't put good stuff in this body. <laughs> like I don't, I feel it. I feel it. I, I'm, I'm weird because when I am in, like, even when I am in shape, I'm still a bigger guy usually, mm-hmm. but I'm in good shape. Yeah. Like, I have that in me to where I can have stamina. It just doesn't look like I do. Dude, that you can work that to your advantage, too. I mean, you look tired. You have these bursts still. Like, damn, no. I look tired. I went to a – I threw my son a birthday party a couple of years ago. We did uh, the trampoline park, and I got winded. I started looking around. I'm like, man, I don't know if any of these kids working here could save my life. Like, if I go down, right? So I asked the kid working their dodgeball ring. I said, man, I said, have you ever had anybody, like, drop over and have a heart attack from doing this stuff? And he still looks at me right in the face and goes, no, usually those people sit out. And he kind of, like, nodded his head towards the bench, like, telling me just go take a fucking break. I was like, this kid, I'm going to dodgeball. And then the kid's like, hey, get the bald guy. I'm like, what the fuck? Just because I'm a grown-up doesn't mean you could say some shit. Like, I didn't make fun of your fucking chicken legs and shit. It's fucking six-year-old talking shit to me. And blah. Man, I paid, I paid for a whole birthday party. I ain't taking shit from that kid. <laughs> Couldn't hit him with the ball. I got mad as hell, so I went and took a break. Cause I, fucked this. I get backhanded compliments a lot when I was, like, in sports. And she'd be like, wow, you're a lot stronger than you look. Yeah, I get it. I look like a fucking tubby little bitch. Got it. Thanks, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. one of the most genuine, like, uh, compliment I ever got was during basketball. But I'm sure I've gotten genuine compliments in my life. I'm saying, like, the one that, like, like hit the hardest to me where I was like, oh. Uh, I was playing basketball, and, like, I was trimmer, like, a lot trimmer than I am now, but I was still bigger dude. Okay. And this girl, like, went over two picks, and I went around both of them. Like, you know what a pick is? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So I went around both of them and cut her off, and she goes, ah, I forgot you were quick. And I was like, oh, thank you. Maybe we should date. <laughs> See how quick I can really be. It's like, I, I have quickness. Like, I have really quick hands and feet. It's the fast I don't have. Right, quick yeah. in small spaces. But tur- what about, what are, I can't imagine, like, turns. I'm actually really good at turns. You can take turns good? Yeah. My uh, best move in football, like defensive line, was a spin move. Okay. 
And I was just, my body type is perfect for spins. Well, yeah, I mean, you get that, you can almost create some G-forces on Yeah, I'm short, I'm short, got short legs, wide body, spins, perfect. But uh, I sucked as far as, like, linemen in high school, 40-yard dashes, mm-hmm. as far as anyone on the team. I was low. I was very far down there. Yeah. But the shuttle drill, the cone drill, going, you know, side, side, yeah. side, the best lineman at it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I don't have any, I don't have the best straight line speed, but I'm, I'm able to, I know how to move. So you can outrun an alligator. That's, that's the thing <laughs> with that, right? You go from side to side. <laughs> nice. Yeah, oh. I would never want to run, outrun an alligator. I mean, I would want to outrun an alligator. I would never want to be in the position to have The to way I that. look at yeah, that's where I would, that's where I don't want to fail at. It's like, I don't want to be in the position. Like, I think I outran the alligator by never being to where an alligator can run me down. Exactly. Like, no, I don't step on a track. I don't need... Crocodile boot shoes that bad, you know what I mean? I uh, dude, that has to be such a power move if you were to actually kill an alligator or a crocodile, and then just go, "Well, I'm wearing this." Yeah, right. <laughs> like you earned it. Yeah. Because well, I mean, if you've done it by hand, go ahead and wear alligator boots. But just buying them, you're a pussy. Right. Yeah. Go, go kill the real but thing. But did you? Yeah, did you get that yourself? Well, then I don't know. We don't see these guys wearing their fucking deer jackets. You know, what they some do. Some oh, definitely man. make clothing out of their shit. There's there's country folk that every inch of the animal gets used. Is that, does Pinterest have a thing on that? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, there, there's anything you can imagine someone doing is being done. If you can just imagine the creepiest fucking... I think the guy across the house, uh, across the street from my house is stealing like dead animals off the road. I wonder what he's doing with those. Oh, he's clearly a taxidermist. He's just, Gotta uh, be. He's just working on it. Is going. He's got artwork with like car fenders and animal. Like, Conversely, <laughs> he's a serial killer. He's one of those two. He's either a taxidermist or a serial killer, so or soon to be serial killer. He's working his way up. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Taking already dead things and playing with them—that's a good first step if you want to be a serial killer. By the way, folks, I'm not condoning being a serial killer, but if you do it, get caught. Or, yeah. Right. <laughs> and eat your Wheaties. <laughs> right. I, I, that, no, that that means I want you to be good at it. Never mind. I was watching. Um, well, I mean, if you're gonna do anything, why not be good? There's a video game. I don't know what it's called. I should have paid attention a little more. But they were uh, they're playing this video game that uh, there's someone that's a killer, and they go around and and the other people have to run and like keep start engines up and stuff like that. And I'm watching this game, and I'm sitting there, and it sounded horrible because I was like, I hope the guy finds you and stabs you in the neck because it's like. That's the game. I just want to see it happen in the game. Like, I don't want to watch you get away from the killer. Like, we don't want to watch that in the movies. Why is the game any different? He's like, this guy sucks at killing. I was like, wait, it's not a computer killer? I'm like, I'm like, why aren't you the killer then? Like, I don't know. Uh, that whole thing was funny. I was watching, like, what kind of game is this? And the guy's character is a girl. And I'm like, what kind of game is this? Like, she gets stood up or something? Like, she's just <laughs> Killer game. Well, and then all of a sudden, there's people in the room, and the he backs out. Oh, I gotta change something. I'm like, ain't that just like a chick? The guys show up for the date. You know, you're not ready now. You were waiting there for ten minutes and you backed out of the lobby. I'm like, I don't like this game. You should have to commit. Do right, you actually get the girl to get ready before she flakes on you? You're lucky. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you better. I've had girls w- wake me up, wake me and my friend up, ask us to come hang out just so. They could stiff us. Middle of the night. Uh, okay. Wasn't Whoa. Okay, okay. No. I don't want to do too much with this. No, it wasn't, wasn't middle of the night. I went to sleep early, but I got woken up by my friend saying, hey, I won't use her name. I will uh, use the name that I learned that everyone from that school's name could be easily turned into a sexual innuendo. So we'll call her Blowin. Uh, there you go. Okay. So Blowin and uh, Huntlick called Sean. 
and that that's another girls' cunt lick. But okay, called that's John. a team. That, that'd be like a good tag team. Yeah, blowing and cunt lick. Right. Yeah. There's also another girl who was clitoris. All these names are very close to what I'm saying now. It's very funny. Sure, we'll talk about that later. It'll be great. <laughs> but uh, so blowing and cunt lick. I called Sean and was like, hey, do you and Blake want to hang out? So he called me and was like, hey, are you up? And I was like, I just woke up. You're about to be up. He's like, well, uh, blowing. (laughs) And Cuntlick want to hang out. And I was like, all right, sure. So we go there. They just don't come outside, anything. So we uh, go to Walmart and buy ice cream, put it in their mailbox, upside down with the lid off. All right. So it's like, hey, you're going to fuck us over. We're going to make it real shitty for your mailman. That's cool. I mean, you could have just loosened the lug nuts on her car. We we have also uh, sprayed fish pheromones on her car, uh, which if you... she didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> so you do know how bad fish pheromones uh, smell then. And I also know how uh, clitoris smells too. So, <laughs> but so we did that. The uh, person, the person. <laughs> we've also saran wrapped her car at other times, put baloney on it, and then found out that that could actually strip the paint. So oh, nice. went yeah. back and took that off. And what, put more on made shape like a dick and balls, like the <laughs> bologna trail? No, I mean, we were assholes, but not that bad. Mm-hmm. We we would stake out the place sometimes when they they stood us up, just like when we would fuck with their shit. Then we'd pull across. This is the part you're going to edit out, right? Probably. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, would, we would pull across the street just to be like, because they would be like, oh, we're not actually home, we're blah, blah, blah. But they had asked us to bring stuff. So when we got there, you know, we left, they were like, oh, whatever. Pulled across the street, and then they would come sneak out of the house and grab it. And we're like, all right, your house is getting fucked with tonight. Right, you just you just picked your fate. We had nothing to do. You chose this path. like Literally nothing I'm, to do. I'm serving you karma. I'm telling you. I, mean, I, I think of a lot of this stuff. Uh, the execution there is just – I don't get motivated very often to follow through with that stuff. But now I could just think of a lot more shit and never have to do any of it. It's like just play it all out in my head, and I'm good. Yeah, we even – one time we did that, we, uh, you know, foamed up their car, like, broke shit on it. Uh, no, we didn't use shaving cream. We learned not to use Barbasol. We used window chalk and wrote all over the one girl's window, like, completely covered it and shit. And uh, she, <laughs> we watched her clean it off in a hurry because she had to get to work. <laughs> and so we followed her to work and redid her entire car the exact same way it was before she cleaned it all off. Did they make see you doing it? What's the fuck is the matter? It's not illegal to ride on someone's car. She would have to press charges. She was never going to do it because it was all in good fun. She's too busy running late for work trying to clean the windows off. Like She's like, if I go to the courthouse, these guys are going to fucking end it. Like, we we almost died that day. You don't want no smoke. Oh, the karma came back on you. No, uh, we were following her. to like her. <laughs> She was causing an accident because she couldn't see out of her fucking car. No, we were following her to work and to redo her car because that was the plan. And she goes through a light that just turns red. And my friend does the dumbest thing in the world. He stops at the light and goes, yeah, we can't afford to lose her. And then drives through it after a full stop. Oh, Jesus. We and can't afford to lose her. Did you guys know where she worked? Or did you have to learn? Was that we, all part of the... We had to learn. But, oh, okay. But uh, then we she... can't afford to lose her. That's like famous last words, man. And there was a car that came like pretty close. It was probably... I'm remembering it a lot closer than it probably was, but we were still definitely in danger of getting hit by the car. Shit, your pants closed? Yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, she turned into her work not a third of a mile from that light. 
to like, like see it. You would have been able to see yeah. it from the light. Though. Yeah. Oh my god! I was like, God damn it, shot! You almost killed me. I could we I could afford to like I could afford to lose her. It's like your life is not valuable. No monetary value. This is coming back to haunt you. Yeah. I also uh, I make it very clear to everyone that I do not believe I'm going to die in a car crash because if it were was going to happen, it definitely would have by now. Even that one, bro. Well, I've been in multiple car wrecks, and the worst I've probably come out with was uh, I thought I lost my nipple once. <laughs> and, and, how long did it take you to realize you still had it? Not. I mean, it took. Me, like, having anxiety about it and, like, telling my friend because there was a blood stain and, like, my uh, my chest was really hurt. And I just go, hey, I'm pretty sure I lost my nipple. Gosh. <laughs> but, you know, I looked and it was still there. Because you don't grow those back. No. I mean, if so, it wouldn't look. Oh, it would. It was, you got one to compare it to. So you can't, you know, it's going to be tough. You'd have to cut the other one off. You got something, right? Can't get the reverse seatbelt in case this happens again. I don't know. Was it the seatbelt that did it? No, it was the airbag. Oh. And I know that for a fact because I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Oh, there you go. And uh, it was right after football practice, and we, we crashed. The seatbelt might have covered the nipple. It might have added nip protection there. Yeah, it might have. But a uh, funny story about that crash, we uh, we hit the car while the song Collide by Howie Day was playing. So funny little coincidence there. Wow. <laughs> so I thought I lost my nipple. Turns out I didn't. Got in that crash right after football. The paramedic, like I tell them, like I got, you know, a brazen nipple injury. Yeah, I was like, was like, oh, it was probably caused by the seatbelt. I'm like, I don't think it was. Like, well, that's where the seatbelt goes. Blah blah. I was like, sure, sure, because I've already told the cops that we were definitely wearing our seatbelts, so I'll go with your lie. Right? Yeah, insurance won't cover this. <laughs> they will not cover my nipple injury. You talked about uh, like the song Collide. Uh, playing along like the coincidence that uh, coincidentally today on my way here I was uh, listening to Ludacris move bitch get out of the way but I was in somebody's way I was like ah I was so mad I was like I gotta get past this guy first like and then I'll get out of your way like geez I just ah it's great when you're listening to that song and people are in your way though you feel like you've everybody wants them out of your way but then when it's behind you my most like serendipitous moment with the song was I was playing 2K with my cousin, and some someone fucked up. Like they didn't make a shot they should have made, whatever. And I was like, "Fuck you!" And then all of a sudden, I don't can't remember what song I was listening to or anything. But like a part of the song, as soon as I said "fuck you," goes "fuck you." That's <laughs> like, nah, I was yeah. like, "What perfect like, timing?" Like a fucking uh, rebuttal. Yeah, it was, it was like, I, I literally, like, I paused and I'm like, wait, what the fuck just happened? That's great. The law of probability, anything can happen at some point in time, like, according to the law of probability, you're gonna open your, someone's gonna open their dryer one day and their clothes will be folded. Oh, shit, yeah. There's, there, if there's multi-universes or whatever and it, the, well, it, the, the, the relevance of infinity and, like, every, like, Everything's the exact same except this is that. Well, it's just like the clothes are being tumbled, right? Constantly in the dryer. There exists a certain pattern of falling to where the clothes could technically fold itself. It's very, very Dude, impossible. I'm going to do that before but, my mom moves. I'm going to fold the laundry in the dryer and because she, she's moving. I think I drove her out of the house. She doesn't want anymore. She's like, God, I can't take care of her forever. Dude, you got to play it off. When you fold them, be like, what the? Well, the thing is, I'll have to recruit somebody to fold them because I don't know how to fold laundry. <laughs> right? I'll fold them, put them back in there. It'll be like another day in business because if you see the way I take care of my laundry, it looks just 
That is full. The, the dryer does. I thought the dryer folded every load for me because it's the way I take them to my fucking room. I'm a huge fan of uh, throwing them on the edge of the bed to fold right away and then three days later being like, ah, I should probably fold it's Dirty. Oh, they fell on the floor. They're dirty. They need to be washed. So uh, one last thing sure. before we finish this off. You wanted to talk about the eerie comedy scene. Um, yeah, no, it's... Uh, it was struggling for a while when I the first set I did was in two thousand one, and it was at Juniors. They did like some MCing stuff, and uh, there were about three years ago or so. No, oh, it's probably four. Yeah, about three years ago or so, there was only a couple guys. There was a chick that did comedy. She moved, and there's one other guy that he did quite a bit at Juniors back in the day, like got actual sets and everything like that. He does a lot of open mics and everything like that. But there, were, there was no open mics when I started. Uh, like after I split with my ex-wife, who were in-laws of the owners of Junior's Last Laugh in Erie that recently got sold to a magician. Uh, I know he still plans on doing comedy out of there, um, and I've heard that he's uh, going to support the local scene a lot. I hope to see it. But we really didn't have any open mics or anything like that going on. Uh, Junior's did do one, and they you know, they started to get a, a base going out there. And There's a few guys that run shows uh, now with COVID. Like you said, everything kind of... Broke that up a little bit, and uh, I just don't know. There's a there's a pretty good base out of Erie now, probably about 15, 20 comics, and there's uh, a couple venues supporting it. But uh, I know a lot of those guys get out to you know your area. They'll get to Pittsburgh. Uh, Jamestown has a little bit going on, so we're kind of in the middle. I'm hoping to get something started that I can pull all the comics from bigger cities in because it's kind of neutral ground, you know. And well, that's why I wanted to start a mic now was because there aren't a lot. Yeah. So if you just offer a venue, people are going to show up. It, yeah, it's a survival. It's just with with all the rules changing and everything right now, it's just it's so sketchy to see. I mean, comedy's hard enough as it is, and it, uh, it's hard to keep momentum. Oh, I'm sure the people ro- drop in and out. The roller coasters of it. I mean, right before COVID, I had a few things lit up, and I had you know I'm my own worst enemy with stuff, and and I was like, fuck it, I need to step back, and you know. Nobody wants to hear my dumb shit anyway. And I got kind of, and then a few things happened. Like I blew off one show, and a few things happened that weekend to where like I, I Uber drove and I picked up this dude that that I'd known from, you know, where I worked before and stuff. And he's like, "Oh, you drive Uber?" He goes, well, "You?" I said, "Yeah, it's a little bit extra money, you know." He goes, "Well, you?" He, he was like, but, "But you do that comedy though?" Like he's like, "You're always hustling." He thought he literally thought I like made money at comedy. So I'm like, "What?" I'm like. Everybody knows I don't make money at comedy. I'm like, but he just assumed that of me. So I'm like, the fucking week I decided, I'm like, fuck comedy. I don't need this shit. I get some dude that I always thought I was a, looked at me like I was a shithead or whatever or not doing much. Literally thought I made money off it. I'm like, oh, man, I'm playing. I'm fake it till you make it, right? I don't know. I am the epitome of fake it till you make it. I've got business cards. I got fucking business. Dude, I feel <laughs> I got no business having these business cards. I, I felt like I needed business cards for the longest time. I, I did. They came out really professional looking because uh, I got an artist, a local Cleveland artist that uh, worked at the art gallery that I first started doing my, my first set at. Nice. They were doing open mics the last Saturday of every month to like promote the artist of the month the next oh, month. Oh, cool. So, uh, so they would have the art gallery opening and then the open mic after the opening of the art gallery. And uh, so met her there, liked her paintings and stuff, and I needed someone to make logos. So she gave me three logo concepts for 45 bucks. Not bad. They all came out pretty, pretty fucking nice. That's cool. No, that's good. It's it's always cool uh, 
that's one thing. I've met a lot of people. When I first started doing comedy uh, in Erie, like I said, there wasn't a lot of open mics. It would be like a, a music open mic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't. I would just try to go first because by the time I start playing music, nobody is listening. You first time, first time I ever did a set? Yeah. Right after a rock band. Oh, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. And then I did get into this place. Uh, po- it was called Poet Hall. And they would let me swear. And then I realized how, like, the power of swearing if you swear too much and everything. So, but you got to do it to learn it. But they would, I would yeah, go every Friday. I swear a lot when there's a little too much alcohol in my system. It's crazy. I listened to my set the last time I did Barmacy. I listened to it before I went because I wanted to try to tell some different jokes. And uh, I said a lot of fucks. I was like, man, I, I, I once I start, I went nuts on the, I listened to it. I'm like, oh God, just don't do that and you'll be better than last time. But there's a couple jokes I thought about that I was going to do last night. And I was like, no, nah, he did a lot. I didn't realize I had done it, you know, because I thought I just worked him in, but I haven't been doing much. There's not a whole lot going on. Yeah, I mean, I, you could have done the same jokes. It's a whole different crowd. Yeah. Well, it's barely a crowd this time. Last time that room was full. This time it was... I didn't think it was too bad last time. Most of the tables had someone at it. Yeah. I mean, last time we were there was packed. And I, that was right at the beginning of COVID, kind of letting people back out too, though. So there's mm-hmm. even on the streets, there's a lot more people. But then now that they got shit closing at 10 o'clock, because before when I went to that one, they didn't have the restrictions like that. They were open like normal hours, weren't they? Yeah, that, that changed, like, Ohio changed yeah. their laws on that one. But, had a good time? Yeah, it was awesome. with you. Yeah, uh, hope you enjoyed your time here. That's but cool. I'm going to cut it short because I do need to get ready for the open mic. That's cool. I'm going to figure out my set tonight, so. All right, man. Thank nice. you, sir. Coming. Awesome, cool. Good shit. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Sorry. No, sorry. Right. That was the only hand I had available, and I didn't want to use my That's jerk cool. off. That's cool.